Hello. Mm, Liv. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. Why is it a round table and not a square table or an oblong table or a hexagonal table? Yeah, it's like racism against tables. At all. There's actually (laughs) no table. I I don't know. I just feel like out of the boxy kind of today. Yeah, I feel pretty tired. I'm not. I'm I'm pretty pretty sleep deprived. Me too. <sighs> hmm. Well, yeah. I I I always feel out of the boxy. Okay. <laughs> like I always yeah, I always come up with ideas. I'm always curious. I'm always wondering why things aren't happening when they should be. <laughs> uh well, they never have been happening. <laughs> right. Because people have to fight for it, and most people don't want to do that. Yeah, too. Yeah, because the mechanisms like, by which things happen just don't exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's, can happen. It's up to us to like put them into existence. <laughs> Jeremy, are you here? I am here. All right, great. So we're not going to do a moderated discussion, but we're going to do an open discussion. Now you know the two topics from yesterday, uh, Jacqueline and uh, Ariel. You. Might know the topics. I don't know if you saw them yesterday, but I'll read them. Topic one, now that Bernie has suspended his campaign, what do you think the next steps of Bernie Sanders' movement will be? And topic two, around 17 million people have filed for unemployment in the last three weeks. The current stimulus package excludes many struggling people. What do you think it would take to get the federal government to implement an unconditional UBI? So those are our two weekly topics. Um, we're going to have an open discussion. You can touch on those or anything else that is relevant to our core focuses of UBI, electoral politics, and poverty. So, without further ado, have at it. I got an idea, you guys. Uh, what we have to do is, you know, what does Trump uh, cherish the most more than anything? His ego. So, we have, like, if we play to Trump's ego to pass a UBI, he just might as well do it. I mean, Maybe. that's all he he just cares about. If if we like flood and then and then Trump and then everybody just kind of like says, look, pass this UBI or you'll go down as the shittiest president that we've ever had. He'd be like, OK, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you know, because because that's just the way he is. So if we just play to his ego, you just might as well go along with it. That's possible. Uh, before we get too far in to any particular subject why don't we introduce ourselves real quick uh starting with you ariel all right my name is ariel you can find me on twitter as ariel's underscore armada and uh i have a youtube page uh revolutionary thinking and i always love thinking about new ideas and uh just being creative <laughs> thank you uh, hey jacqueline hey zach how you doing uh we're just hey. introducing ourselves you want to you want to introduce yourself Sure. Uh, well, uh, hello. Happy Saturday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Zach, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to today's discussion. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Uh, Jacqueline? I'm Jacqueline, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. I just got horribly distracted. <laughs> I was reading this thing about how to install a COBOL mainframe compiler simulator on my Mac. Can you ask the question again? Oh yeah, but I'm not asking you to respond to the question right now. I'm just we're just introducing ourselves. I'll, I'll oh, read it again because oh, Zach didn't. I don't think Zach heard it. But Jeremy, would you like to say hello so everyone knows your name and voice? 
Hi, my name is Jeremy. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Sammons one and that's S-A-M-M-O-N-S and the number one. Cool. I'm Jacqueline Homan, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacqueline Homan. And I also have the Patreon, 99 Reasons Why, for support for my activism for poor people's human rights. And I have a new online store that I just opened the other day uh, called Great Lakes Originals. So you can get merch, you know, that's all kinds of weird, curious designs that I think of in the middle of the night to put on things. Cool. All right. So for Zach, who just arrived, and Jacqueline, who is distracted topic one is now that bernie has suspended his campaign what do you think the next steps of bernie sanders movement will be and topic two around 17 million people filed for unemployment in three weeks the current stimulus package excludes many struggling people what do you think it would take to get the federal government to implement an unconditional ubi well do you want uh, anyone particular to start or oh we're doing an open discussion okay. today we're not we're not we're skip we're not doing the moderated okay. portion today we're going to be moving to a single weekly moderated discussion with open attendance so up to everyone can come i don't expect everyone will oh, go cool. to, to most of them but uh and then we're going to have three open discussions so we're just oh. doing the open discussion today okay all right cool. we're all just like silent there <laughs> all right but, uh, um, jacqueline you start <laughs> yeah, okay uh well as far as what the Bernie supporters will do, I suspect they're going to do the same thing as in 2000. This is 2016 Redux, guys. There's going to be a lot of them. They're going to get be pissed off, and they're going to vote with their backsides. And then there's others uh, among them who are going to vote for Trump, just to you know, because just like what happened in 2016, because many of them have described Joe Biden as Hillary Clinton with a penis. And they don't like Joe Biden for the same reasons that they don't like Hillary Clinton. Um, as far as what it would take for the federal government to implement UBI, um, it would have to take uh, a lot of people, you know, hammering for it and clamoring loudly for it. And what I'm, I'm afraid of that's not going to happen is that those who are being taken care of who will be getting an unemployment check in the same amount uh, as their paycheck was before you know they lost their jobs to corona on top of the coronavirus uh, stimulus check of 1200 they're not going to give a shit about those who are left out and, the, and those who are worse off it's it's like the same thing has happened repeatedly throughout my life of 53 years is that you know the poor got thrown under the bus while some people in the working class and the middle class were made better off and they didn't give a shit about the poor. So that stand in solidarity clarion call was never returned to the, it, you know, to the poor after it was, you know, everybody demanded that the poor stand in solidarity with the middle and working classes. So based on a history of behavior like that, I don't have my hopes up, really. Ariel had a good job. But I think Ariel had a real good idea, and Donnie loves it too. My husband, Donnie's here. Uh, and it's so crazy, it just might work. Because sometimes a little bit of crazy is what you need. And he's Ariel's right in that Trump is very narciss narcissistic and very egotistical. And playing on that, pushing the right buttons, that might get us a UBI. Yeah, I, I kind of... 
agree with that. If I could jump in, I, I kind of, I think we're closer than a lot of people think to uh, adopting a UBI, and I think there's a good chance it's going to come from Trump or from the right in general. Um, you know, especially, I don't think anyone's got their uh, $1,200 stimulus check yet, but once people get a taste of direct cash payments and what it can do. I mean, these are unusual times, so we're not gonna, we're definitely not gonna really see the full effects of of UBI, uh, especially because it's not a recurrent payment. But um, I think it would be something, something that Trump could run on and uh, really kind of make a, a, a an argument for. And um, you know, I think he already is somewhat working with Andrew Yang a little bit. You know, um, I did hear that they reached out to him to get information on what direct cash payments would do for Americans. So, I mean, he might be thinking about this just purely political. You know, how do I peel away some Democratic support? And uh, UBI would definitely be one way. Oh, that would be the main way, I would say. And yeah, yeah it would. Imagine if you're like, imagine being 18 not being indoctrinated into any real politics and just receiving a check for $1,200 with the, the terrible president's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, to, to clarify, I think uh, Joe Biden's just as terrible. Not happy about him. I'm, I don't even identify as a Democrat anymore, but Trump is still terrible. No doubt about it. But you know what? You're 18. He gives you 1200 bucks. You go, wow, I love Republicanism. I love mm-hmm. Donald Trump. And you're a lifetime Republican, aren't you? Think about it. That's going to yeah. happen. A yeah, lot of people are going to become lifetime Republicans. The Democratic Party might actually just be sunk. I mean, its coalition is what Wall Street and and the suburbs and in a couple of states, black voters. That's it. That's that's, well, that's not going to hold up. Well, well you, the the best news to come out of any of this is if we have like a UBI bidding war with the Democrats and the Republicans. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be great. Like that would, that be, would a- be really funny if they just fight to give us more money. You know, <laughs> I'd shit my pants. Hey! Hey, nothing. You'd shit your pants too, old man. Hey! <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if anybody uh, saw it yet, but uh, I just posted a, a screen cap of Google Trends for Universal Basic Income. Universal Basic Income had its biggest peak on March 15th through the 21st of this year. Uh, you, you compare that spike to the entirety of when Andrew Yang was actually campaigning, it's off the charts and it's uh continuing to trend upwards wow yeah good news you know what yeah. else those charts coincide with those charts coincide with um when the stock market really nosedived bad oh yeah 100 absolutely yeah that, that is right around yeah that that the, the moment where it crashed because yeah. you look at you look at like the week before march 8th through march 14th uh, really not much activity at all. And then boom, it just explodes. I mean, it, it, it probably quadrupled in, uh, in Google searches. Yeah. You, I, I saw discussions on MarketWatch where, you know, two-thirds, at least two-thirds of the trading community that's active and posting on MarketWatch were talking about UBI and how that would probably be the only thing that would save us from going into a depression followed by hyperinflation. From, you know, uh, the, the corner that the Fed, you know, possibly put itself into with all the quantita- uh, quantitative easing. So, you know, there was a lot of discussion, a lot of chatter. 
Well, you guys know what they say about Americans. They they always do the right thing once they've exhausted all the other options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only right? exception to that rule is when they do the right thing, but it's entirely by accident. So, you've, you've touched on something right. kind of funny, Ariel. Why don't we do a thought experiment? Let's all think of other possibilities that could be exhausted before UBI. What other wrong choices might we have to get through before we do get to a UBI? Uh, I say negative income tax. QE infinity. I, <laughs> I think, yeah. More bailouts. Yeah, that too. None of those things will have the effect on the economy that leadership expects or hopes it will. I don't even know if they, if they expect anymore. You have to wonder, do they believe the things they're doing will work? Or are they also just like heartbroken and mindlessly going through the motions? Have they thrown up their hands and, and gone, well, I'm just one senator. I'm just one congressperson. This whole system's fucked. You know, like really as people, I bet a lot of them don't feel much more powerful than us because, because it's, the truth a lot of did you did you hear systems just so fucked yeah you you, did you did you hear like now that uh, trump loves all the newly unemployed (laughs) i I, I have not heard that yet a fascinating (laughs) fucking personality (laughs) you know uh, you ever watch game of thrones where Tyrion's uh, describes or or maybe Tyrion's father describes describes Tyrion as having a certain low cunning (laughs) right right no no no, we got we got we got i win is, is it was because Trump was like he was in a press briefing and he was like, okay, so you know, thirteen million Americans yeah. have lost their jobs, and then he's like, no, 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 but it wasn't their fault. Tell them yeah, I love sure. them, and it's like, okay, so That's... the next time, like, I have to pay my bills, I'm just gonna put, I'm gonna just go write Trump's love and then put it there. The IRS, you know, wants my money back. I'm just gonna put thoughts and prayers and send it's... them. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's such a branding machine. Think about it. as soon as he. That's not just a oh disconnected. God. He's moving to the left of his competition while he's changing his messaging to love. Think about it. That's just not a coincidence. He's <laughs> he's saying at the same time, um, maybe I'll get rid of college debt now. Maybe I'll really give you health care now. Maybe right. I'll even give you money. I'm you telling know? you, it's his it's ego. Genius. I'm telling you, that's all it is. It, it is it's genius and terrible. It, I mean, like it, it's he's very good at being popular, taking credit. And that's, right. that's it. He's terrible well, at leading. Well, well if we're <laughs> he's smart. At, he's good at it, being elected. It, yeah. no, but, we, but we're but not we, smart. We, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, like the, 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 yeah. The, the majority of the country. But, but if we want something done, that's what I'm saying. We have to play to that. We, yeah. the, the UBI crowd has to play to that. And instead of attacking him and saying, oh, this, that, whatever, he's bad, say, oh, Mr. Trump, like, do you, do you understand? Hey, Zach, mute you your mic. I can hear this. you moving around. Oh, okay. I said it says it's like uh, Mr. Trump. If you pass this UBI, you'd go down in the greatest president in history, and everyone would love you, and you know this and that. And he's like, oh, they will. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do it. Like, you, that's all it takes. You think so? Maybe. I mean, do you think if some, yeah. someone whispers in his ear in the right way, he'll be like, yes, I had that idea, not you. <laughs> and he'll yeah. do it. And you think so? Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, but that's I mean, speculation. If, this is, this is gets, our fantasy. Uh, this is our fantasy about who the man really is. We have no idea who he is as a person, you know? Well, well, I don't know I how mean, his ideas come to him, or I don't know I, what he really believes. No, no but believe, believe me. Like, no, no, no. Because <laughs> people are so concentrated on hating him and attacking him, they don't realize this. That's why, because 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 you you see that because he 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 just wants his ego to be stroked. He had he, he already has everything. He 
could buy whatever the hell he wants. He doesn't care for money. He just he just does it because he wants. He's he's a narcissist. But if we play into, if we lean into that, he will listen to you if you are nice to him and if you appreciate him. That that's possible. I mean, there, I think that there, that's rooted in some truth. Yeah, but I mean, the, the question is like, how can we present it in a way? That actually like affects him well, emotionally. Okay, I don't know. Here, here I go. Okay, like, like it's like Mr. Trump. You're right. These these people, it wasn't their fault. That but hold they on, lost before you get their... too far, what medium are you saying we we do? We, 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 do we write them letters? Do we write them nice tweets? Do we call them on the phone? Like, what do we no, do? We, we we do like a mass tweet or something like that. Everybody who's for UBI. And and in an, in a way that's nice. Not in a way that we say like, oh, you dummy or oh, you idiot. We say like... Mr. So like Trump. hashtag give Trump a chance? Right. Some 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 shit like that. Yeah. Hashtag and we'll give vote Trump for him. A chance. <laughs> and, and then and then we say, we say, you're right, Mr. Trump, we have lost our great jobs that you helped us get through no fault of our own. And you know it's not our fault. The, the thing we need now is a universal basic income because we're not lazy, but we need a way to stay afloat or something like that. And if, if you do this for us, we will vote for you in this coming November. And believe me, he'll do it. He'll just do it. One thing yeah, I'd I like think to so too. what I wanted to say was that you wanted some insight as to what kind of person Trump was, Shale. Well, here's a little clue. Remember when he was on the campaign trail back in 2016? Do you remember when he said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and everybody would still love me? Or something to that effect. Everybody would still vote for me. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Now, what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the kind of person that he is? Uh, He will take risks in his oration. Uh, he will go outside the Overton, and he is a provoker. He's a provocative person. Uh, that's what he tells me. Yeah, I, I think it tells you more about his base of support. You know, that's why I think he was trying to say there that his supporters are so loyal that they would still vote for him if he actually did that. But you know, I don't think that's actually what he meant. You know, I don't think he was serious about shooting somebody. And I think the media kind of went crazy with that quote in particular. Yeah, I agree. It just, it just kind of added more to the whole, the media is against him. Can't trust the media. Therefore vote for Trump. That's hyperbole. That's hyperbole. I think Trump wrote that if he did pull out a pistol and shoot somebody, the cops eventually would actually catch up to him. There is a limit. He has, he has very few limits, but that's one. He couldn't do that. Uh, but, but, you know, by addressing the limit and by braggadociously pretending it isn't, he can, uh, present, you know, the kind of person he wants to present. Um, so I think you're right. And I don't think we should treat it like he meant it. Uh, but I think we should take seriously the implications of that kind of a brag uh, and how unusual it is for a president or any kind of a public elected official to make such a crass, uh, what, 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 that, what that quote that he was, what, that he said. What that tells us about him was that he felt secure that if he has an, enough love and support from the people, um, he would he would be immortalized. Immortalized, you know. Um, that's what that tells us about the man. You know that his thing is is being larger than life. That's his. That's his thing. Yeah, I think. There's, uh, he certainly is larger than life. There are a lot of, a lot, there's a lot of evidence for that. This is just a, you know, a pile, one, one piece of evidence on the pile for, for that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, appealing to his legacy is, is a thing. 
the question is through what channels is he listening to what channels is he attending and you know what does he really who does he care about twitter seems like a big channel <laughs> well i think uh, maybe we should probably look into who were the people that influenced his decision making um regarding um you know, coronavirus healthcare coverage or uh, coronavirus uh, testing, you know, to, I mean, he literally just made that shit free. Like, how the you fuck know, did that happen? One of my fears is that he's just literally not influenced by anyone or anything and it all is just inside his head. It's just like complete arbitration, completely unaffected by the outside world. And it's just nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. But, but that is a major concession for the, uh, you know, for the Republican Party to get behind that, to, to backtrack you know, for goddamn decades, just railing against free health care for them to expect, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that now. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to clarify how what I said plays into what, what you said, because I was trying to clarify, trying to comment on what you said Let, about let's how... Let's think hold about on, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, buddy. Hold on. We'll get to you in a second. Um, so you're asking, like, like who he talked to to make his decisions. What, what, I'm, what I'm, my fear is, like, he, he consulted these doctors and he consulted these these experts just as a matter of course, so he could say he did it, he didn't listen to them. He wasn't even paying attention. He was daydreaming when they were talking. And then he gets up on stage and he improvs because he's a brilliant improver. So since improv works, why would he spend the mental energy to do anything else? That is what I think Trump is doing. That's a fucking, that is a fucking valid argument. Yeah. Look, you're you're okay. probably right. Think, okay. Think about this. Trump uh, Snapchatted Andrew Yang in the debate and his like thing they they also got a clip that when andrew yang that said like trump is not the problem and when we keep concentrating on making him the problem we are missing like the bigger point so he's not he's not like a complete idiot he, he you know so yeah. if if we make that logical case about ubi to trump and play to his ego after this first round of check goes around, believe me, it it ha it will have the biggest shot ever. You know, yeah, I, mo I think yeah. I mostly agree with you. I think like, to clarify, like my take on what you're saying is that it, like it, he's not the primary problem. And the way I would phrase that is, uh, the primary problem is systemic. It is a government completely deep captured on on both sides of the aisle and there should be more than two aisles to begin with. It's a two party duopoly that's completely deep captured by corporations. That is the problem. Second to that. So if, if, if we had a situation where the government actually represented the people, then the Trump issue would matter because he is like not actually doing anything president. He's not doing his job. Right. But because, um, his job is actually set up to hurt us in the first place. So like, you know, when we have presidents like Obama who do our job, we still have a, a, our quality of life still declines um, because it doesn't matter because his doing his job will not improve our quality of life with, well, until we change the system. It doesn't matter well, that he is uh, not doing it. So, yeah. Well, he, he ran as like, like anti-establishment pro people. I care about you and I'm, you know, draining the swamp what what better policy is there to represent that than a universal basic income that just gives the power directly to the people you know and we can play to that we we can we can say well you know now that we now that people have lost their work through no fault of their own what what like be be that person you were before that 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 people thought that you'd come in and you'd say you know what i'm representing the people 
And what we want is direct cash and not for it to be given to corporations. Like, you, you know, there, there, there's a way to talk to him like that. But, but you see, but, and, and at a certain point, I blame people who hate him too much too, because they're so concentrated on attacking him and then he attacks back and then they attack him and then he attacks back. But, a, but, but that gets nothing done to get something done. You, you have to play to this ego of his you know, and and you you have a chance. You know, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, I I think one error that the left has made since the Trump presidency has been to any time Trump or the Republican Party proposes an idea, the left response seems to be, "No, we should do the exact fucking opposite of whatever you're proposing." And I, I think that has really derailed our political process and really dumbed down the left and tarnished the uh, reputation of the left as well. I think the reason the left does that is because um, they were you know, deep captured more recently than the Republican Party. And now that they get all their money <coughs> from corporations and their jobs rely on them not actually making policy that helps uh, you know, anyone who isn't already rich, they can hide behind reactionary uh, actions and they can say, we just have to react to what, what the right does. We can't actually govern, but, but we are doing something. So you know, we're doing our jobs. It's playing defense. And it's this 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 ridiculous culture. Yeah, I think we saw that even with the uh, the uh, when Trump first enacted the travel bans from from China, right? All the Democrats were against it when he first enacted yeah, that. Yeah, I think just, at the end just of because, January, like on principle, like well, it's something Trump said. Oh, I'm against it. Right. You know, it's like, what are you doing? And it's, not, it's not only were they, why is that like when Trump initially wanted to make the coronavirus relief bill unconditional and not have any means testing. Yeah, and Pelosi. And they, Pelosi right, she screwed And that's, that's one of the reasons I'm no longer a Democrat. Yep, me too. Right, but, so, I mean, on the thing of doing the polar opposite, not only <laughs> were they against Trump banning flights from China, they decided, like, at the same time, we should hold Chinese New Year celebrations. You know what I mean? And you wonder why <laughs> New York City is the epicenter in the U.S. I mean... It just it just makes perfect sense to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, decades of hypocrisy and throwing, you know, working class and poor people under the bus has not um, has not won them a lot of favors, you know? And uh, I, I think the, the Democrats are pretty much, they're pretty much done. They're toast. Yeah, yeah. A, I, I posted some, uh, some Google Trends stuff in the very beginning of this podcast here, too. Um, and it was trends for third-party searches on Google. So I, I included um, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, and uh, transhuman, transhumanism just for fun. Um, and I found it interesting that transhumanism was actually more popular than Green Party uh, overall in the, uh, until very recently. Uh, Libertarian Party has been the most popular of the three by far. And only recently is there a spike in the Green Party. Uh, so in relation to, to Bernie Sanders, what I would like to see uh, progressives and his followers do is to leave the party altogether, leave the Democratic yeah, Party. I and and, yeah. and, and, and uh, I would like to see a resurgence of the Green Party. I and will we, be uh, voting for Howie Hawkins. Yeah, I didn't even know who Howie Hawkins was until <laughs> Pelosi shut down the UBI. And I was like, well, I really can't even be a token member of this party anymore. So, yeah, not to cut you off, but thank you. Yeah, go on. Keep, yeah, keep talking about the Green Party, Jeremy. Howie Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. On. I also in one of these trends that I posted, I uh, I included just Green Party and Howie Hawkins, 
just to see, like, you know, were people really paying attention to Howie Hawkins during this election cycle? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, only until the day Bernie Sanders drops do you see a spike <laughs> in search for Green Party. And there's, like, double the searches for Green Party versus Howie Hawkins. Uh, Green Party still outweighs Howie Hawkins, uh, which I, th- I find fascinating. Because um, if, 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 And another one that I posted, it shows search for Green Party going back uh, uh, five years. And you can see when Jill Stein made some pretty big waves back in the uh, last election cycle. And there was a massive spike for the Green Party searches back in uh, 2016, which the current searches are nowhere near there. So it's it's, obviously it's going to be too little too late for I mean, I, I think the progressive party needs to come to terms that they supported the wrong guy that's this election cycle. Um, they should have known that Sanders had no chance in hell. Um, if they would have thrown their weight behind the Green Party in the beginning, they actually might have had some kind of chance of, I mean, well, sure as fuck, not winning the election. I mean, Howie Hawkins, even if every Democrat or every progressive supported Howie Hawkins from the beginning, they still wouldn't have a chance of uh, winning in November this year. But it would have given more legitimacy to a third party and, uh, you know, could uh, could have changed uh, U.S. electoral politics altogether. Jeremy, I want to discuss something you asserted that's very interesting. Very simply, that the Progressive Party chose the wrong guy. Now, by that, I presume you mean the Democratic Party. 100%, yes. Okay, let's think about it. Let's think about what would be the wrong guy for them. The Democratic Party is a privately held corporation. So the, I think, I mean, the, the, so what's the chief interest of the people in charge? You know, if you look at it from a business perspective, it's making money. So they have to keep making the money. And the way to do that is simply by electing a moderate so they can keep the donations coming in because it is a moderate who gets all the corporate donation money, all the, um, what do they call it? Where they, uh, combine a lot of donations or it's a single large donation, but, um, all super those pack, pack yeah, super packs. There's bundling, bundling, all the bundling, all the pack money, and all the big corporate donors. They're not going to go to a progressive. So when you say they chose the wrong guy, I disagree. I think leadership of the party wants the Democratic Party to not be a progressive party. They want it to be like dead center moderate, which is like super conservative relative to the rest of the world. And then the Republican Party is just a little to the right of that. So it's basically no difference. And then and now the Republican Party is a little to the left of them in places because. <laughs> Because they've gotten to the right of populism, to the right of reality, to the right of human basic need. Um, so I would assert that the Democratic Party did exactly what was best for them and that it behooves the people in charge of a Democratic Party to lose more than it does to win with Bernie because that means they lose their jobs. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true. But, you know, I think both Biden and Bernie were the wrong guy you know i think there were so many better candidates in in that that uh class of people that were running um someone like andrew yang now i I still think he would have been able to attract that corporate money you know yes i know a lot of people wouldn't have wanted it there but you know i don't think is i don't think he's he's not anti-business you know he's not anti-corporations in a way that bernie is and therefore i think if Yang was the nominee, he still would have been able to get a lot of that support. But but honestly, Klobuchar would have been a much better choice than Biden. Um, still a moderate, Buttigieg even. Um, so they would have, I mean, better as far as their chances to win, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, they, they ended up nominating a guy who can't even speak a full sentence. 
<laughs> you know? And that's incredible. Because he's Jimmy the only Dore, one that could. Jimmy, Jimmy Dore referred to Biden as a, quote, walking demented death rattle. <laughs> that's horrible, but it's true. Yeah, exactly. I think they would have shoved Klobuchar or Buttigieg down our throats if they could have, but the only thing they could get anyone elected on was legacy, and uh, Klobuchar and Buttigieg didn't have it. No, oh, yeah, I agree. Yep. So, I mean, that's kind of the same thing that happened in 2016 in a way, too, where everyone assumed Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee going back years, way longer than that. You know, I mean, I think you could have predicted she was going to run again in like 2009 right right after obama won you know so uh, do you think that does do you guys think that there's this this uh idea i guess held collectively by people that somebody deserves to be president and oh, that yeah. person yeah, when do. it's their turn to run they deserve the nomination yeah there, there yeah. are some people who think that there's like an elite queue and that it is the rightful order that these people, you know, have their correlations in, in uh, sequence, uh, their well, coronations, coronations. <laughs> that, that goes back to the duopoly, basically. I mean, wh- why do we even have a DNC and an RNC? We shouldn't even have them to begin with. Wh- why should they control who gets to be up there and who doesn't? They, they should not. Like, no, this, I mean, this... the Constitution was written without parties in mind. The, the Constitution right. was written specifically uh, without political parties. We weren't supposed yeah. to have political parties. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't function with political we, parties, we, and we it never were, has functioned. We, so. we were, like, I think I was born into a post-democracy America. I mean... You were. Yeah. You were. Yeah, you were. Right. I mean, yeah. it was losing... It wasn't much of a democracy when I was born, except I didn't know that until much later in life. But... You know, um, it it really wasn't much of a democracy even when I was born as an old uh, as an older Gen Xer. It really wasn't. I mean, the die was already cast, so to speak. And um, of course, I've been told I was pessimistic whenever I tried to broach that subject. But we all know what. Well, that that's that's what an oppressor it, does. You you think you think like Julius Caesar or. Genghis Khan or any of those other, or Hitler or any of those other scum suckers throughout history didn't say that, oh, and if people are complaining, you know, they have a personal development problem. You, you, you think some asshole. Yeah, personal responsibility has gotten, they've gotten so much mileage out of that right. myth, you know? You, you How about th- interpersonal responsibility? Have, has anyone right. thrown that phrase around? Let's start right. taking that one. If, if, somebody, if somebody is a piece of shit, who gains power through nefarious means and people say that, Hey, that's not fair. They'll say, Oh, like you're just saying that to me because you don't know how to improve your life and you don't know how to make your bed or do things. You're just No, no, you, you gain power by illegitimate uh, means through cheating, lying and stealing. And now that you're standing up there in the podium, you piece of Gum, you have the gall to tell people that it's their personal responsibility that, you know, your shitty leadership is failing everyone. Fuck you. Sorry, I just well, had to get that out. I, I kind of think that there is something to the personal responsibility thing, you know? I mean, at, the, at, the, at least to an extent, you know? I mean, yes, there are a lot of things that are out of our control, but I think just from a psychological perspective. Uh, perspective i think it's powerful 
to believe that you have the ability yeah. to improve your life, you know, and there's always 100%. something, there's always would, something yeah. that you could do each day to improve your life just a little I, bit, you know, and I, and I if, agree with that. But, but the, the thing is, is that like for, you need the boots to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If, that's if, right. if people get the UBI, then they have a choice of what am I going to spend it on? Am I going to spend it on, you know, developing myself and doing good things for myself? Or am I just going to blow it all on, you know, going to Vegas and seeing if I can double it? Or or am I going to invest in like a business? Like I want to buy a drone, maybe do some photography for real estate. That's that's thing. And I can make some money with that as opposed to, you know, going to Vegas and blowing it. But without that initial help, Without that initial momentum, I don't think personal responsibility comes that much into play. Like you, you, you need you need your parents to raise you first, you know, but before you can really do anything in this world. And and if you neglect like a five year old kid, and, and you're you're a piece of shit as a parent, and you neglect someone, and you say, oh, they're five. And they don't even know how to clothe themselves, but it's their personal responsibility that they couldn't survive. Like you think like, no, you're a piece of shit. You had a kid and you just abandoned them. But, you know, it is personal responsibility, but it's to a limit, you know? Yeah, I would say in response to both you, Ariel, and you, Zach, there is a place for personal responsibility in the human experience, obviously, in society, in our lives. But uh, where our culture is right now, we shouldn't really be leaning into personal responsibility in our um, policymaking paradigm. That is not the cultural remedy that we should be looking at right now. It is not the issue we've been having. We haven't had a culture of lazy, irresponsible people uh, outside of the rich uh, ever. So, uh, so unless we're going to look at the irresponsibility of the rich, and it's never framed in that way, and it probably won't be, it's not the it's not the thing for leadership to ever push because personal responsibility isn't relevant at their level right now. Personal responsibility would would uh, would uh, assume assumes that everybody has had a true equal opportunity in this country, and we all know that's bullshit. Women have not had equal op- true equal opportunity for centuries. Neither have black people. Neither have Native Americans. Neither have the disabled, you know, uh, it, you know, and it, so what any, any discussion about personal responsibility that deliberately ignores systemic in, you know, uh, injustices, you know, is, is a, is a discussion that's not valid. Now, does UBI cure all those things? No, but it does ensure that at the very least you're able to survive with a little bit of dignity and find a niche that will work for you, even if you have the deck stacked against you for yeah, other reasons. You, if you do want to push uh, personal responsibility in your legislative paradigm, you have a lot more uh, right to do that, a lot more political capital if you are giving people UBI, because then you can go, well, oh, you, you can't pay your rent. Why can't you pay your rent? I gave you $2,000. Your rent's $800. What's going on here? Then then maybe you could talk more about personal responsibility, you know, yeah. but, but not before that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I so yeah, I definitely think UBI one of the one of the benefits for it is it kind of complements the personal responsibility 
uh, idea, you know? And I, I, again, I think it's very important that people believe that they are, in, to an extent, in charge of their own destinies. Because when you take that away from somebody, when you tell people that you're a, a result of things that are completely out of, out of your control, and whatever you do, you're never going to get ahead in life. If you tell people that over and over again, and they begin to believe it, then people stop trying in life. They stop caring they become they they fall into nihilism and and it's not a it's not a good thing it does not make for a a healthy you know uh uh, country and and yes what Jacqueline was just saying you know we do have a history of inequalities in this country you know but but still you know even if you're part of a marginalized group there are things in your individual control you know like Jordan Peterson likes to say, you know, I think make your bed is one of his, uh, or clean your room is one of clean his, uh, yeah, that's one of, one of his catchphrases. If, in, in, if, in if his you book. get and, poor enough, you know, go on. You know, and, and I mean, the idea is, you know, do what you can do each day to better yourself before you go out criticizing the world. And I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? But, but, but powerful people should never get as an excuse to go, Hey, you, you should do what you can do first to people who are much less powerful to them. You know, powerful people have to presume people are doing what they can already. And if they're not, that's not really their business. The powerful people still should be making legislation that helps the less powerful people. It's, it shouldn't ever come up that leadership goes, nah, personal responsibility. That's why I didn't make a good law. Well, I, I don't think it's one or the other. You know, we could push laws that help people for sure. And at the same time, tell people that but, but you hey, have to make good choices in life. You know, well, I, I don't, th- vague, I don't think, I, mean, I don't yeah, think it's one or the other in life. I mean, it, it, who is going to say, don't make good choices in general. I mean, that's, that's a completely absurd argument. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's currently what our entire welfare state is based on. You know, here's uh here's money. You can only spend for uh, well, this limited amount of food. This right. is uh you can only spend on housing. Um, you know, they, they, we have plenty of nanny state legislation currently propping up our, you know, our social welfare system. You you can't and that nanny and that nanny ought to be arrested for gross negligence and I'll tell you why in you the throes of seven days a week no in the throes of this uh, pandemic we have um, um, a lot of people whose only incomes are it, food stamps if that's considered an income which mm-hmm. is really not an income because it's not money yeah. okay you can't even that's your only if that's your only income you know, wait let, let me. Let me oh, finish. Sorry, go on, Jack. Go on with my thought. I, I know you're excited, and I love hearing what you have to say, but I need to finish this thought. Um, where that has fallen short in this pandemic is a, is a glaring example. I've spent the past week hammering on my elected officials in my state about, you know, doing something for the food stamp recipients to be able to buy food who are under quarantine uh, whether it's self-imposed b- because of being medically vulnerable due to compromised immune systems or uh, being, you know, whatever. But uh, that, that because the, the platforms that allow, you know, allow you to buy groceries and have them delivered to your home, none of them accept the EBT card. Now, I have a friend in Broward County, Florida, who became gravely ill last year. In fact, he was just recommended for hospice care. Um, he's only a couple years older than me. He's not terribly old, but he's no spring chicken. And he is still awaiting an SSI determination. He has no money, no income at all. And his sole 
quote-unquote income, if you will, is food stamps. He needs to be quarantined because he's very, very medically fragile. He was very ill. He had to have half his stomach removed, and then he developed complications from the surgery. So his immune system is non-existent. But yet he cannot use his SNAP benefit card to buy, you know, to have groceries delivered. And that's what he needs to be able to do. And I can't do anything about, you know, elected officials in Florida where where my friend lives. But I can hammer the hell out of elected officials in my state and hope that it catches on like wildfire. But that's just one prime example of how a nanny state that, you know, doesn't trust the poor, you know, to handle money responsibly, miserably failed the the very vulnerable people that these programs were supposedly designed to help. You know, that's, that's all I got to say. End of rant. Carry no, on. Right. Yeah, I totally right. That. And then, you know, it's, if, if, if food stamps is your only income, you'll leverage it. You'll trade that. You know, you'll if people if they when people have a, a something that's an income that's not money, it becomes their leverage. It becomes what they trade with, and we may be seeing more people, you know, uh, using alternative style economies. And and here's the kicker to to all this personal responsibility stuff. Actually, the the this welfare state that does so much means testing is actually incentivizing bad decisions. And trapping people so they can't even have personal res- yes, it's true. responsibility because it, it holds yeah. them back from making their yeah, own choices. If you can, yeah, because if, so, if you get a job that pays you just a little bit too much money, you lose right. everything. You can't pay your rent. Right. You can't eat. And that's <laughs> right. the poverty trap. It's you, so, you, you have so more stupid. personal responsibility with a universal basic income because, you know, it's your choice. But with, with the means-tested stuff... It's like either you make the choices we want you to make with this means tested, you know, help that we're giving you, or you just get absolutely nothing and you can't go anywhere. So if anything, the, 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 the dumb people who are, who are saying this personal responsibility stuff are actually taking away our choices. We can't have any personal responsibility if we don't have these choices. I think the I think we're kind of getting lost in the weeds here. Um, I, I think for um, libertarian leading uh, people such as me and Zach, um, I, I think what we're trying to say is not being correctly understood. Um, we probably I, I, I'm not going to speak for Zach, but for myself at least, um, UBI. I'll just say this: libertarianism is flawed without a universal basic income um, or without a a, a, a complete reformation. To our current welfare state, um, you know what 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 we're after. What I'm after is giving as much agency as possible to, uh, to our citizens. A thousand bucks a month is a great starting point to increase the agency of, that everyone in this country has. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's so. I just, I just want to make that clear. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, no. absolutely. Like, I, I agree. To that, I'm I'm not saying that. I, I was I was just saying that that just. Just don't don't put this like from from the way that things are designed now at a leadership level that that like that that's that this the the libertarian ideas aren't going to work if people don't have some kind of baseline. But I agree. But with the baseline you that- is the libertarian idea, you know, just to really right. nail home what Jeremy was saying. And it com- we, oh, we all okay. completely agree with that. We're all in agreement. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, we're agreeing. With- I, you know, I never thought I'd, I'd ever uh, embrace any libertarian ideals at all. Well, why not? I mean, it's so dumb Probably to be an identitarian. Yeah, 
the, from the decades that I was, you know, obviously very much not a libertarian. But, you know, a lot of things, when you meet other people, and they have ideas that are a little different than yours, but they're not bad people, and they don't wish you ill, and they want to help, you know? It's like, it forces you to rethink everything that you thought was correct. And that's one of the things that I, I really like about what happened with the Yang's campaign. It brought a lot of people from across many different spectrums, you know, who agreed about one thing, and that is, well, you know, we really do need a, a, a starting point that's not zero. Yeah, the strict sectarianism that's infected American politics has brought us into a kind of dark age where we're not exchanging ideas and we're not even allowed to cooperate with people who aren't exactly lockstep with our ideology. And I think ideologies tend to grow out of one good idea and then surround themselves with ideas that are subordinate to that. So you have a bunch of flaws that everyone's just dedicated to. Yeah. And I think I, I'm an anti anti-sectarian i think we i'm i'm anti-ideologue yeah I think we, we need to pull the best bits from every ideology and I'll go. go with the same here. one <laughs> i i put a hashtag on twitter and i called it fuck the fringes <laughs> <laughs> that's catchy i like that but you yeah know, I, yeah and libertarianism I, the the strong idea like you know personal responsibility is strong in the libertarian paradigm um and it grows out of this strong idea of, of personal empowerment, which is great. But if you don't have that, then other other paradigms like capitalism fail. Yeah. We can get the best of all worlds and just put them together. You know, we, yeah, we, we can, can we can we can, That's we what can was vet doing. all these ideas out, but through logic and rationality and you know, practical experiments yeah, and create and, you know, something yeah. awesome. All you know, these different and, ideologies. And, yeah, they all and, have a strength. And, they all have their strengths, right? And and these these brain dead numbskulls aren't letting us do. <laughs> so so as, so as personal responsibility is the strength of of libertarianism, and there's a real truth to that. There's an empowering truth. There's also an empowering empowering truth to I think the core of socialism, which is interpersonal responsibility. We need both in equal measure to make a society yeah. that works. We can't yep. just go. We we can't stop at being responsible for ourselves. Now, maybe we are responsible for ourselves with primacy. We're responsible for ourselves more than anyone else, but we are also responsible for everyone else. And the degree to which we are right. extends with, you know, well, is correlated to the degree well, to which we are able to well, think people. about the virus, right? Like you're, you're responsible for yourself. But if, if like, you know, some, somebody doesn't social distance and things like that, then, you know, you know, that other person is going to get it because of your, like, let, let's say like the mailman, like coughs on your letter and, you know, you touch it or something like that and you don't know. So, so like, it's also like other people come into the mix when, when it's like a building of a certain, you know, societal thing, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's there's personal responsibility, but, you know, we live in a society. And what's the point of a society existing if there isn't a certain degree of collective responsibility? Right. Too? But it has to be tempered. You, we, you know, and this is what got me very sympathetic to the libertarian point of view, was some of these overarching uh, bureaucracies that are just, uh, I'm at a loss for words, you know. Uh, but... You know, the, the way that they've completely, well, like I just said with my friend Brian down in, in Broward County, you know, who, who is begging for help to get food 
as somebody who's too ill. He's so ill, he's been recommended for hospice care, for crying out loud. He can't do much of anything. I mean, he's a skeleton at this point. And, uh, you know, it, it's like the, 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 the bureaucracies that we have basically have him handcuffed so that he can't make the best possible choices for what little bit left he's got to live, which he is looking at maybe a year or two at best. And, um, you know, so it, it's like we have to have the opportunity to have personal responsibility so that, which means that we, we are not starting out at zero, that we have the ability, you know, to get our basic survival needs met. Because if you're not able to get your basic survival needs met, what the hell good is freedom if you're not able to live, if you're not able to survive? <laughs> Ditto, yeah. You know, freedom means jack shit if you're six feet under, okay? It really does. It means jack shit. So there has to be a baseline. But on the other hand, we have to have a society that while there is a degree of collective responsibility for certain things that in, an individual by him or herself cannot... Um, handle on their own but the the it has to be tempered with reason and that's what i think is missing from a lot of 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 the bureaucracies that we're dealing with like this whole nonsense with means testing that corona relief bill i mean that's ridiculous um i filed our taxes online but i wasn't afforded the opportunity with the the portal to enter our checking account information so it's like it's up in the air i don't know what you know where where to go to to find out how to add that, but you know, it, it's like, and then I find out. I, I thought at first I thought this was a joke, but apparently it's not. There was something that came across um, on Apple News that said that the government is looking to hire people that, that they need people who understand COBOL programming. Now, this is a language that they stopped using. Yeah, that's an old language. Why does the government want COBOL programming? Because they're the the. You'll not believe this. I didn't believe this either. I thought this was absolutely crazy. But, you know, um, the the reason they, they need COBOL, somebody who can understand COBOL, or people that can understand COBOL, is because their mainframe systems for processing unemployment claims, they're still using mainframes. They're still using languages like COBOL. So why aren't and they writing like, a new mainframe what? instead? Why aren't they doing a lot of things different? It's like, this is a microcosm for the whole government. It's like, you know, uh, the government is written in COBOL. We've got to keep using COBOL for it. No, it's time to write a new mainframe, you dopes. Come on. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You you know, you know what's funny? Like, they call school, like, you know, you know when you say, I remember my alma matter? Like, I I called it, like, my alma doesn't matter. And when it's I alma mater, but yeah, I get alma, it. <laughs> alma mater, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, anyway, I looked it up, and what it means in Latin, it means it doesn't matter. <laughs> what it means? Oh, in Latin, you're killing me. Yeah, no, that I, I always wanted to do stand-up comedy, but yeah. So, 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 <laughs> what, what it what it means in Latin is like. Thanks. What it means in Latin is like the the Almighty Mother or the caring mother and stuff like that i'm like son of a bitch that was like child abuse and child neglect <laughs> this wasn't a mother this wasn't like an okay <laughs> a that's a, a very creative take Ariel. <laughs> right yeah 
Well, I'm the out of the box guy. Yeah, but but right, you're you're absolutely right, Shale. It's a microcosm for the macrocosm that our government is cobalt in and of itself, and it has not been updated since bef- since way before I was born. Yeah, I think we're both the out of the box guy. So we when I when I when I saw that article, the first thing that came to mind was the old TV mini miniseries Wonder Woman starring Linda Carter. When a computer, when a mainframe filled up an entire fucking room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever watched those old. Uh, sure, we all know about that. Yeah. Those. But, it, you know, it's like. My mother that. used to be a punch card computer gal when she was yeah. a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like, oh my God, how is this even remotely possible? <laughs> Cobalt. Hey. The stupidity. Everybody else is, everybody else is on uh, Python and Ruby on Rails and C Sharp and uh, well, if you're Jane Street or uh, one of the you know uh, places that, that does financial stuff, you might be using F Sharp. Yeah, you know? look, everything you just mentioned is all, all those languages are 15 years old or more already. Yes. They're they're mature. They have they're they're what we call yeah. Not, not you know maybe I'm nitpicking. I don't you know fifteen years is probably a good age. Those those are the most up to date languages we have. They're they are maintained I mean, and they're robust. Seriously, There's no need for newer ones. But Cobalt it, is too old. It, it just goes to show you, like I'm sure that like most of our you know government leaders and stuff and the people who who make these stupid decisions, if they were kicked into the marketplace, they would be of no value to anyone. Like almost. Yeah, I've had that be- supposition myself. Oh, you mean like you my know. OVR caseworker after I, I love got to see it happen back at the and, and the OVR uh, was supposed to help me with job placement as a disabled person, and the guy was cutting out uh, jobs from the want ads in the newspaper. You mean like that guy? You have yeah. To- I mean, oh, there I, is. I, you know what? I would sell wolf tickets to that show. <laughs> Right. Their their incompetence levels are like through the roof. Like the people who are supposed to be helping, uh, you know, people who are struggling, they couldn't even help themselves. They, they Sometimes the people who are struggling to go to these numbskulls for help, they... they they could help themselves like more. In fact, they, they could even help the dummy, like like some of these bureaucratic people more than the bureaucratic people can help them. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like the roles are completely reversed because with these bureaucratic people, there's a complete lack of innovative thinking, creativity, being outside the box, you know, all that stuff. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's an understatement. Jeremy just posted in in the chat uh, the link to it. To- yeah, I'm looking at it. How it says Cobalt was created in 1959. 1959. Wow. 19. That's not even an exaggeration that Cobalt was created for those fucking punches. <laughs> One year before the 60s. Like like no like when when we think that we have a government stuck in the 60s, well, just proved it. It's horrifying. It's not an exaggeration. We do have a government stuck in the 60s. What the fuck are we going to do? How can we demand the government not get COBOL programmers, but rather get like Python programmers to make a new I mainframe? Mean, like C sharp's fine too. I don't know. It's Whatever. kind of like the the Wizard of Oz, where you know it's it's like all the smoke and mirrors. I am the all powerful 
He's very much is, can grant yeah. your wish, and then and then you go behind the curtain, and there's this tiny little bald headed man that's like, yeah. "Oh, don't pay attention to me!" Yeah. I'm exactly. not like that's that that's who these idiots are. Like and what, the Wizard of Oz is itself the Emperor's new yeah. clothes. Right, right. Yang Yang said it. He said, "I have been inside this machine, and it's like they're, they're morons. Like they're they're." Yeah. they're they, they suck. They're they're incompetent. They're brain dead. They're stupid. Like it's time for a system reset, reboot. You know. You know what this conversation kind of reminds me of a little bit, and I, I don't. First of all, I don't know anything about Cobalt and about the computer languages. You know, that's why I kind of been a little bit quiet. But it kind of reminds me of that infamous record player quote that Biden made during one of the debates. Exactly. Bingo. <laughs> yes, yeah. that fits, Zach. That fits. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, how many of you remember um go to Joe 30330. I, I even yeah, got one yeah, I yeah. even got one better than that. Older technology than that. The real to real uh tape player. <laughs> they 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 were like reels of uh tape and they yeah. you, you put them on a just look up real to real, R E E L, real to real. Like uh, projectors, right? The old projectors. Kind of like that. Yeah, it was kind of like that, except they were, they only played. It was only for playing music. Uh, but my grandmother had one of those, and she used to play Glenn Miller's greatest hits while cleaning the house. Like, <laughs> you know, the song "In the Mood" was like I grew up listening to that every Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> that woke me. Yeah. Someday, it's one of my goals. I want to get one of those like old record players with like the horns, whatever you call that. A Victrola. A Victrola. Oh my god, one of those ridiculous. Yeah, things. I want it one day, one day. <laughs> it's in the mood. The one that goes like dun 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 dun. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> that that was a hit when my oh my god that was a hit when my grandmother. There it is, right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Probably can't do too many notes of that in a row without getting flagged. Well, well, Cobol, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but Cobol's a little newer than the reel-to-reel tape uh, tape player, but... Uh, not that much, dude. Not that much. No, I mean, we're talking that, you know, back then, record players had what you called, yeah, the 78, the 33 and a third, and the 45. That was state-of-the-art technology at the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was back when Joe Biden was a young whippersnapper. Yeah, he was definitely rocking out to his own uh, 78, you know, thinking about how mad he was at Corn Pop. <laughs> <laughs> the bad dude. Uh, corn Pop. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's really sad. You know, it, it just gives a bad rap to a lot of seniors for putting somebody like that up. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that are Joe's age and older that are sharp as a tack. And yet. Well, of uh, course. I mean, you know, Bernie. Bernie is sharp as a tack. Sharp as a tack. I mean, I know yeah. some people don't like him. You can disagree with him. Motherfucker is sharp. <laughs> he's he's a tack that attacks. Yeah, fuck, uh, Anthony Fauci, he's 79. Sharp as a motherfucking yeah. tack. It, yeah. It's possible to be that old and that sharp. <laughs> yep. Now, this is not about ageism. This is about someone who's actually demented. Yeah, he's, he's actually, Correct. He's, yeah. He's yes, actually like, definitely in the middle of... Uh, he's we, we, didn't need, we didn't need an empty husk of, of a vessel for neoliberalism to inhabit, to be the Democratic nominee, to see that the, the mask is off and the Democratic establishment as well as the Republican establishment, but we have one. So it just really drives the point home right. that these people... Yeah. 
are not actually governing. They're just following an automated system that can't do anything but run itself into the ground. Right, right. You know what's funny? I I saw this thing as a joke. It showed like Joe and he was resting on like a bed being held up by like the media and the corporations like holding him and running him. And then Bernie was like running. I I hate (laughs) to acknowledge how good Sleepy Joe is for a nasty name that Trump came up with. But it's a great way of saying demented without actually being held accountable for it, which is the ugly truth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, but over here, it's like the truth gets you vilified. It gets you attacked. It gets people yeah. angry at you because it it's so, it's so like, like it, it's, it's like some people don't want to face, you gotta, you gotta make you know, them, when you have you to, you gotta face just suffer the slings and arrows and tell them. Yeah, the truth. exactly. Like, like I, I don't give a damn. And I know like that's, that's what we're here for. But, but it's like, you know, when they have no response, they, they either just scream or they don't, they don't engage. And that's that's like the loser's way of doing it. But I think they can't do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they can do it until we drive them out is the sad reality. And I don't know how we're going to drive them out. Well, the, the thing that I'm concerned about, and I saw this when I was hanging out with Annette, um, uh, Annette Anderson, who's Annette the Peacemaker. Um, she runs a StreamYard thing from her Facebook uh, every you know couple of days. She does the, the Yang Gang Report. But she also has a private channel for just hanging out with friends to keep in touch over the, you know, during the, this coronavirus thing. And, um, you know, some old, you know, friends of hers came on and this one fellow was trying to basically, uh, cajole her into voting for Biden because, you know, every, somebody's got to get Trump out. We got to get Trump out. And it's like, you know what? This is not enough. You know, it, you, you can't just no. be against something. You've got to actually be for something. You gave and, me a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've actually got to be for something. And, um, but this, the, you know, this is why I've cut back on a lot of my Facebook activity. I still post because I have 2,800 followers and stuff on there. Um, but it, it, the, the level of, of um, vote shaming has really gotten to the point where it's just I'm not redoing 2016. I'm going to have a revisit that. I'm going to have a public episode that that I'm going to have an episode of this show that's open to everybody on this show, all our speakers, uh, and it's, I'm going to have a couple guests on, and their job is going to be to convince us to vote for Biden. It'll be really funny. <laughs> right, right. I mean, who's I mean, interested it, here? It, I'm going to be there. Jack, oh, yeah. when it comes, Jack, Jeremy, anybody. I have fun. some friends who've wanted to talk to me about <laughs> voting for Joe Biden. So what I'm going to do is invite them to talk to everyone. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and it's time we need something that Yang was a vote with our front sides. You know? <laughs> Like we could finally, yeah. we could have finally voted with our front sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as somebody who uh, voted third party in the last two elections, man, it was nice to see Yang uh, in the you know in this election cycle. It's like, fuck, finally, I can mm-hmm. vote for a you know a, a quote unquote establishment yeah, Democratic candidate and feel good about it. It's, it's that's like, how I felt too, Jeremy. You know, it's yeah. it's like I didn't feel dirty. I didn't feel like I needed to take a shower, although I take showers regularly. <laughs> you, you, I don't recommend being unhygienic, but yeah. You know. Like, like I don't know. Do, do you guys all have that one relative that like it's? it's I don't. It's, oh, okay. everyone else does. That's why I'm 
maybe that's why I am me. I don't know, but I've never <laughs> had that conservative relative to contend with over dinners. So oh. I've always run my mouth with oh, impunity. I, I, I was seeing more along the lines of like you, you, you don't like being around them, but it's like they say if you like come give me a hug, we'll give you like a hundred dollars. And, and I've, no, I've never had. I've only that, had that, like that, a bunch that, of like my whole family is like a bunch, like yeah. they're either like poor hippies or just kind of like professional managerial class liberals, but they're not conservative. Like no, no one conservative in my most extended family, even. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have any living family left, and my yeah. husband's family, surviving family, uh, they're you know. Nobody in the family is doing well enough to help the ones who are not, you know, make who are not barely surviving, and nobody votes at all. It, it's like they they all figure it, it's a waste of time that nothing's gonna ever get better for the poor, and they've given up on the system a long time ago. Yeah, uh, and if, yeah. if you don't I have mean, someone in your family, if you don't have a, a variety in your family, like me and Jacqueline don't. You're at a disadvantage when you're trying to build coalitions and go outside of what you know. So I've had a hard time my whole life finding common ground with Republicans. And it's not because I'm a disagreeable person. I think in general, I'm actually pretty agreeable and I'm pretty good at finding common ground with people that I don't agree with in a lot of ways. But I was raised completely disconnected from the conservative paradigm. And anytime I asked about conservatism or republicanism, I was given a real negative caricature of what conservatives and republicans are like, which did not help me empathize or understand. And it just nothing productive about getting that caricature, you know. And I'll point out again, I'm in the Northeast and probably only places you can get them in, in America are like the Northeast, maybe California, parts of California, you can get a big extended family where you have no conservatives at all. But uh, I'm there. A lot of people are. Uh, I since we lost our vehicle, I don't even get out at all. So, uh, you know, and I, I don't live in a big metropolis, so I don't even have the opportunity to build a coalition outside a family to just go out and meet people. I don't have the, you know, the ability to do that without a car. So, um, most of my activity has to be pretty much online, but when I run into the wall of assholianism, that's when I just need to unplug and go veg out to a stupid shark movie. <laughs> you know, that's when I need to go watch Shark Sharknado reminds me of a joke. It's like instead of his holiness has arrived, his ass holiness has arrived. Yeah, that's exactly what I had in mind when I made that word up. His royal ass holiness. I actually called somebody that on on an alternate thread, and that's what got me banned from alternate. <laughs> somebody got on my last raw nerve, and I said, "Yes, your royal ass holiness, snark." <laughs> that's a good one. It doesn't take much, huh? Uh, no, that's, that's I mean, a bannable offense, huh? Well, there you go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On really on alternate, I thought that place was pretty fucking. Yeah, I heard that place vile. was dark. I heard that place was dark. Well, no, it's, it's... It, it it's it, it's more like it, it it got co-opted. I mean, it used to be when it first started out. They were this, you know, alternative media, and, and they weren't the, the mainstream media. What time frame is this? Like the early aughts, the 90s? The early aughts. At, well, the early aughts, you know, uh, like back in 2009, well, after we finally got internet here where I live, uh, about 2008, 2009, and then for a few years. But uh, in 2016 is when, you know, I, I found it getting more and more lockstep 
uh, with the voter shaming and, and the, uh, you know, it became more of a, uh, a corporate or adver- advertisement-based uh, uh, platform, and there really wasn't any independent or genuinely progressive thought at all. It was just the neoliberal, you know, paradigm and it started. I it started to really go to hell in 2015, 2016, and I forget what what it was that the argument was over, or even which article it was that we were posting about and talking about. But some jerk got on my last raw nerve, and I was you know not missing a beat. You know, uh, responded with the the snarkiest thing I could pull out of my hat, which was, "Yes, your royal assholeiness." You know. And I got banned for that. <laughs> of all things to get banned for, you know? <laughs> it's like, whatever happened to the saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words can never hurt me, you know? What, what happened to that? It doesn't It doesn't apply on the internet. Yeah. Well, my, my friend D.H. Fabian, you know, um, she got banned for simply suggesting that the reason why the poor don't vote is because the Democrats have thrown the poor under the bus for the past 40 years. And that's why the majority of the poorest of the poor have nothing but contempt for the entire system and, and just, you know, disregard it as, you know, anything that would ever improve their lives. And somebody tried to argue with her about it. And she was very polite. I mean, she wasn't calling anybody any names. She was just simply lining out the facts, very logical. And she got banned. She got banned for simply suggesting huh. that, you know, gee, you know, maybe the poor aren't voting and will not support your candidate of choice because, duh, your candidate isn't doing a damn, going to do a damn thing to help them. So is it specifically like a left place, like a Democratic focus? It used it like- to be. It used to oh be. Now it's more like yeah. neoliberal. It's yeah. more like neoliberal, yeah. which, you know. Yeah. I'm on the site right now, and it's just a, a leftist echo chamber. It's <laughs> right, right. pretty bad. Right. So here's, yeah, here's, uh, here's some Don't headlines. need more of that. What's, uh, so what's funny? Most, check it out. This is the most popular article right now on Alternet. Did Lindsey Graham just violate the 14th Amendment during an appearance on Fox News? Okay. Oh, uh, right. Wow, that's... <laughs> That's yeah. something to think about, huh? Right, yeah. Everybody's that's fucking what we staying, up, staying up at night. Today. Yeah. Like, who uh, even really cares about that right now? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is fucking clickbait. This is number four most uh, popular article. Justice Ginsburg sends out dire warning about the new Supreme Court ruling in Wisconsin election. But we're not going to put the fucking problem in the headline. We're going to have to make click on it and get the advertising revenue. And God forbid, if you, if you post on there with an actual truly leftist, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not dignify alternate, uh, with, by saying it's a leftist site. It's not, it's neoliberal, you know, it is neoliberal. You want leftists, go see the, the, the WSWS or the SEP, their, their site. Now that's leftist. Okay. That's hardcore left. But you know, alternate is just a joke. It, It became a joke. And if you, sign up and you try to participate in any of the discussions and you offer up an opinion and defend your position. If you get attacked for it, you know, you'll probably get banned. Even if you're not impolite or calling anybody any names. Seriously. Yeah. I I, I mean, you see that same kind of activity on Reddit too. Um, You know, you you try posting anything outside the, uh, 
the accepted norms on our politics. Oh my God, you are just fucking destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I hate the, the fact that all these internet websites and, you know, dot coms are like consolidating so much power and it's, it's just, and then making themselves into like a dictatorship where the moderating is really just like them being like Nazis and fascists and just like not letting people talk. And then it's like, where else have you got to go? How will you, you got something to say, but how will people find like your little blog or your little website when, when all these, you know, algorithms funnel everyone to like certain places and then they, they just become this, this online, like, you know, consolidation of power with like, these dictators and moderated it's it's so it's so terrible <laughs> and then the first moderated. thing they do when anyone steps out of line is they call them a nazi or a fascist <laughs> it's yeah. really it's really the other way around in a lot of cases they're the ones doing the moderation right. the kicking the ban and banning the canceling yeah that whole cancel culture thing is a bunch of crap too totally well, it's on the way out. Cancel culture is more... And anytime you hear about cancel culture these days, it is a criticism of cancel culture or declaration that yeah. it is dead. That is true. I, I, it, and, should be, and, it should be. Yeah. It should be going the way of the dodo bird because how else can we even hope to have any genuine discourse if, you know, anybody who offers a different opinion or a different um, uh, suggestion or you know, uh, offers up a different life experience, gets, you know, banned or censored out of the discussion. You know, it kind of defeats the whole point of having a public forum. You know, it really does. There's this guy, his name is Boston Basic Income on YouTube. And I was just scrolling through Twitter and they just uh, banned his account out of nowhere. Holy shit. Alex, I wonder if that's Alex Howlett because that yeah, was that's him. Yeah. Twitter banned him? No, no, not Twitter. YouTube. What? For, for what? I have no idea. He just put it on Twitter. Uh, um, how, how, how long ago was this? The, I think, no, like on the 9th of April. Uh, yeah. Wow. And what did, what did he do? What I mean, like, not what he got uh, banned for, but what kind of uh, YouTube program did he have? Um, it, it was, you just call his channel Boston Basic Income, uh, and it says upon review, we've determined that the activity in your account oh. violates our terms of service. Wow. So I wonder yeah. what he did. I actually, so, cause I have my own YouTube channel too. I got a message, um, the last time I posted something, which was a few days ago saying that due to the coronavirus and uh, a shortage of people in their office they're actually not really reviewing things very well right now and as a result your videos could be flagged and pulled down even if they are complying with all the guidelines so i mean maybe he was banned it didn't say anything about being banned but maybe you know it was a false flag that led him to get banned and maybe he'll be reinstated uh eventually <laughs> hopefully mm. I well, don't if that know. is the case, it's interesting that they're erring on the side of banning people rather than erring on the side of not. Yeah. Mm. I um so <laughs> kind of related. Um I was just banned from Hinge, you know the dating app app Hinge? 
Um, I'm the first I've heard of and, it. But and, uh, I, I'm really bummed about it because, uh, you know, I, I'm I'll be honest with you, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of bored lately. I'm <laughs> sitting at home in quarantine and, uh, you know, it, it fills up my day a little bit just to be, you know, swiping on profiles and stuff. Mm. I'm single. It's just me here. Right. And, uh, I Not only that, him. but if, if we're under yes. quarantine, you can't really go out on a physical date. No. So kind of right. like cyber dating so, kind of has to exist. Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I got I got a hinge, and um, only about a month and a half ago, and uh, it was really bizarre. Like I didn't even like connect with anyone on this app yet or anything, and all of a sudden I just got a. Uh, you know, I sent a few messages to a few girls, nothing crude or anything. You know, I'm I'm very respectable, especially you know when it comes to women. And all of a sudden, I just I try to log in the other day, and I get a notification saying that my account is permanently banned. And I emailed them, and uh, they uh, respond saying like, due to the volume of complaints or something. Uh, my account's been banned. The decision is final, and there's no appeal. And, uh, I, I looked online. I looked online, and supposedly other people are having the same problem with him. Yeah, they're doing weird. the same thing. They just banned you. Know, oh, I have had an experience in the past where I was banned from uh, developing for Android. Uh, about like 2012, I had been putting out. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I've been you putting know, out you know, celebrity quote apps, like where where I would just take quotes a celebrity said and make it an app. And uh, I mean, this isn't something I'm super proud of. I wouldn't do it today, but I was just hard up for money at the time. I still am, but I still, but I wouldn't do it today. Today, I would just be hard up for money, and it didn't even help. Anyway, <laughs> I put out these apps in an attempt to make a quick cash grab, running a few ads on them, and they would just display like a celebrity's picture and quotes they said because people love celebrity gossip and stuff, and they like to just like you know look at. It. I don't know. A couple people would download it, and you know, we'd I'd, I'd make like a like you know a dollar a day or some shit. <laughs> nothing, nothing, no money. But uh, so that's illegal. Um, it's, you know, I would just the quotes are, are all public domain. They're things that were said in public, and you know, pictures of celebrities. I would choose ones that weren't copyrighted. But uh, apparently, um, what you can do if you're a crazy person is copyright your name, and Paris Hilton did that. So I. Uh, what happened is like Paris Hilton's people, her lawyers, I, I assume, uh, like flagged my account in triplicate. Now, for for one offense, I got I got flagged in triplicate and banned for life. <laughs> and it, wow. the lifetime, the, the quote unquote lifetime ban has been lifted now. I believe I'm not even a hundred percent on that. I've got some weird communication from Google that I'm not really. I haven't developed for Android since. I, I'm not I'm not doing it right now. I'm interested. I'm not interested right now in doing that. But um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I appealed and uh, the appeal process was an automated form that literally like 15 seconds after I submitted it, I got a, an automated auto generated reply that said uh, it was rejected. They don't even check this form. It's just uh, a token part God. of the process. And like, OK, you've, you've made your one appeal. It's rejected. You have no more appeals. Goodbye forever. Google. You, you that know, was what, that was pretty much the communication. Uh, I got. Um, like ever, ever since I was young, it's like, I, I always love things like science and the tech center and things like that. I always thought like, it'll make people's lives like happier and more interesting and fun. But it's like, what the hell? I mean, like it's been consolidated by 
fascists i mean like it's so crazy it's 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 like it's supposed to make things like more convenient better you know thing like like um, um but but it's like it's it's like some of these systems they they just cause more stress they just put more bureaucracy they just uh, uh have these terms that 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 are just like vague and it's like damn like what why what like like i like people just shouldn't be blindly following technology because it's technology and it's not it's not the technology and the robots and all that stuff that's bad it's like who are the people behind it who, who you, you know and and let's let's take a microscope to that because you know you know it's supposed to be making life and things better for us but it it's in, in the wrong hands it's doing the opposite hmm. not quiet <laughs> Oh, sorry, I uh I had shut my mic something. off because I was typing something into the chat and I didn't want the, the keyboard clacking away because I have a um I have a mechanical keyboard. So Do you guys oh, want to yes. call it here for this week? Are we all done? Discussing yeah. 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 medium we're running out of things to yeah. say. We're not <laughs> to say. All right. Let's call it. I'm tired. We're all t- I'm yeah. very tired. Let's call not it and edit this thing. Site that you can get on because I think that's really shitty. They did yeah, that. There are no shortages of dating apps, I'm sure, but that's that's too bad, Zach. Yeah, it's just uh you know what it is? It's more like I feel like I, I know I did nothing wrong, you know? And so somebody had to have flagged me for some BS reason, and that's what ticks me off, you know. Why was somebody sniping at me? <laughs> Or, you know, yeah, I didn't well, do anything. Question, yeah. I got my GoFundMe account permanently banned when I had to have a medical GoFundMe before I finally, you know, was able to get Medicaid when the ACA was passed, when right, I almost people... died from Crohn's complications. And it's like, I don't know who these people were, but GoFundMe didn't even give me a chance to defend myself. And they just took, you know, these assholes word for it without making them prove that I had committed any fraud or misrepresentation of my medical fundraiser. And they almost cost me my life by what they did. And had I not been, you know, finally gotten approved for Medicaid when I did, I probably wouldn't wouldn't be alive today. But uh, you know, it's it's just that there just doesn't seem to be uh, any real venue for you know any kind of due process or anything. And it's like if somebody just gets a bug up their ass, they can you know they can get your GoFundMe account banned for life. They can get your uh, dating app. Uh, profile banned for life. They can get you kicked off of Alternet and Reddit and all these other... I mean, it's... What the hell kind of a society are we anyway, you know? <laughs> what was the uh, formal reason that you were... Is it... Is it are, are medical GoFundMe strictly disallowed? Is that the no. reason? No, no. Oh, the reason was, was reason? that... The reason was, was that they received a quote, anonymous complaint that my fundraiser was fraudulent. Oh, with no details. With no details, no, no great. Uh, right for me to, you know, confront my accuser. No, nothing, you know, and no, hmm. no, uh, nothing, you know, to force them to prove that it was, which I could prove that it wasn't. But you know, mm-hmm. it was you just know, it's, it's it's capitalism. It makes more. It there's no. It makes more sense for them to just not have any kind of resolution department who they have to pay than to just let the ones that gets complaints go, you know, cause justice isn't 
their interest. The bottom line is their interest. And, you know, that's the system that we have set up. We have set up a system that only makes people interested in the bottom line. So that's what we get. <sighs> Well, right. The bottom line is that they're assholes. That's that's the bottom line. Now. Bottom line is assholes. Is that I'm very tired and we're gonna go say goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you all so much for coming. It's very nice to talk with you. Uh, why don't we start with you? Oh, sorry. What are you saying? I said it, it's really cool getting to you know come on here you know once a week. You know it's an, yeah. an oasis, an oasis of sanity. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad we're getting our ideas out there. I'm glad we're getting, uh, you know, people like uh, the UBI caucus members on, like Dan. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we need like 400 more of him, 400 more like that, you know. And, and I'm drawing a blank on the other one we had. On, what's her name? Uh, Heidi, Heidi Briones, Briones. They are so great. Yeah, we got. We should really have more of them on. We will, and we'll also do. They convinced me to vote for Biden. <laughs> but let's now. Oh, let's do let's that. Start. I am so I'll looking forward. I'll set it up that. in the chat. Um, in the let's, chat and let us know when this is going to be for now. date, time, and place. Next week. You know, it's like just on, we're, we're mutual friends with a, we have a mutual friend Steve-O wanted to tell, uh, wait, I know he wanted to tell me how to vote for Biden, to vote for Biden. So that, I'll hope he can come on <laughs> and maybe some other people. But um, Zach, <laughs> you know what? Why don't you sign <laughs> off? Zach is single, ladies. So All I'm, right. just, 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 I'm helping Zach, you out. Zach, no. you know yeah, what? I, I can try to. <laughs> I can try to play matchmaker if you'd like. If there's if there's one takeaway from this whole podcast, I am single ladies. Right. <laughs> All the single ladies. Uh, and, and, and being that, that Zach is about twenty years younger than me, I I am mm-hmm. volunteering my services to be a yenta, to be a a bona fide matchmaker, a bona fide matchmaker for our friend Zach to help him find a nice yeah. girl that he can have some. Spend, you know, time uh, Jack has a nice time. beard. Women love beards. Now I don't oh, know. Yeah. Some women, not all. Good. Women. It's it's like hang, hang on a second. <laughs> Shayla's Jewish and Jacqueline, I guess. Yeah, you, but even though you people don't in the Northeast know the Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jewish. <laughs> all right. There you go. Didn't know. Holman. Yeah. There you go. Well, actually, uh, it's my husband's last name. <laughs> right. I was gonna. Yeah. It doesn't. That does. That doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> And you know what's funny sense. is that he's the one with dark hair and, yeah. and dark eyes. And it was yeah. funny because um, uh, the couple of times we went to uh, we went to uh, the Talmud Center in Buffalo to study uh, Talmud there. Um, <laughs> they the mistook they mistook him because they knew that we were a mixed couple. You know, uh-huh. yeah. they mistook him for being the one who was Jewish and me for being the the you know the shiksa. And it's like yeah. no no no. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm the jewish i'm the jewish and he's, he's the christian the best guy. it's not it's so politically incorrect but they're like uh it's great there are these orthodox jews in new york city that go around uh giving menorahs to people they think are jewish on like uh hanukkah because they think they should have <laughs> so they just try to do a quick sight read i'm like that guy looks jewish it looks like a jewess community yeah that yeah. that's yeah. Ran the, the talmud center uh, and it's funny because I'm used to shaking hands with, because that's normal that, well, in pre-corona, it's normal that when you meet somebody that you shake their hand. Mm-hmm. Well, in the ultra-Orthodox community, these guys are like God's Marines. Oh, those people. Yeah, All right, I'll yeah. yeah those, are the, talk those anybody, ones yeah. that hand out the menorahs, too. And yep. um, they, it's like I went to shake the, the, the rabbi's hand, and oh, he... You're a woman, you can't touch him. 
Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the rule, Jacqueline. You should have known. No, so I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm getting punchy. Hey, yeah. Hey, guys, we got to go before I yell. I'm going to okay. yell too loud. The internet police will come. <laughs> and they'll so ban fun. us from Discord. So, Zach, what's your Twitter? Uh, it's Zach, Z-A-C-H underscore Sacker, S-A-C-H-E-R. And uh, thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Jeremy, what's your Twitter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Sammons one That's S-A-M-M-O-N-S and the number one. Thank you. Jacqueline, what's your Twitter? I'm Jacqueline Homan. And that's how you can follow me on Twitter is at Jacqueline Homan. Could you spell it? J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-H-O-M as in Mary, A-N as in Nancy. Thank you. Ariel's Armada. What's your Twitter? Yeah. Okay, so it's spelled A-R-I-L-E. A-R-I-E-L-S underscore A-R-M-A-D-A. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Revolutionary Thinking. And my Twitter is S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We will be with you again soon. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and take care of everybody you can during this crazy time. Bye-bye now. It's been fun. Bye, everybody. Bye.